Hi and welcome to the next episode of Coffee Time Gyan. As uh, you can see from this empty chair, somebody has forgotten to you know join us for today's shoot. Probably they've forgotten. We've intimated them in advance, but Mr. Aditya Paul is still yet to show up. But as you know, things go on. I wonder who that is. Could it be? Holy shit! It's Tuesday. You're so early. Welcome, welcome. So we have a shoot today, okay? Yeah. ियंसोड very good could you enlighten me so for this week's episode we're mostly speaking on two topics the first being the us election in which president elect uh, joe biden and vice president elect kamala harris won this year's us elections and the second topic that we'll be speaking on is in relation to the pfizer vaccine which has now hit a lot of uh, headlines in relation to the efficacy of the vaccine that they've achieved in the present clinical trials so without further ado let's begin with the episode So we make that. It's been hell of a week, I guess. Yeah, it's a very momentous week this time. Absolutely. Around. US elections just closed. Yeah. So I know you're a very pro-Trump supporter. Oh, please. I don't. Do not. Do not say these things on camera. We're not doing cuts. You don't remember that. So that's precisely why. See, I'm not. I'm not up for uh, let's say categorizing myself as a Trump supporter. But you like capitalism, and Trump is all about it. Neo capitalism. Neo capitalism. Let's draw the line there. All right. All we right. want to help people and also grow rich. Let's let's keep it at that, right? Neo capitalism. Right. So That's Trump did not help out a lot of people, no? He promised a wall, did not build it. Have you seen the wall that he built, right? Yeah. And he said that it's like you cannot climb that, and people have. There are videos of people let it climbing that wall and crossing over. I don't know. He just I think spent billions of dollars into nothing. I guess. Did he? Yeah. At all spent billions. That's my question. Huh? Did he at all spend billions? No. I will not insinuate anything on the camera which can, uh, you know, attract a legal lawsuit later on. <laughs> And I would really hope that you don't do it as well. <laughs> can you not? <laughs> It's without cuts. You remember? You heard, you heard it, folks. Adi is saying that he won't perjure himself on camera. So with that. Tell us about the elections. Yeah, so Without essentially, you're yourself on camera. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, that's a difficult task. So essentially, uh, if you see, there has been a huge contrast, and there are a lot of issues that have been uh, addressed with the elections. Well, however, we, as far as what you have briefed me about, is that we'll be talking about one very specific topic that is with regards to the counting, right? So how the counting is happening, and how the judiciary is involved in the elections, or how they can be involved in the future, considering uh, the conservative majority in the Supreme Court. of the united states right what are your thoughts on that so first of all i think uh, if you ask me is like any sort of judicial activism which is overreaching will always be a problem because i believe like there's a reason why we have those independent wings so that they can perform their essential tasks or purposes uh, 
in that regards mm-hmm. however i think with regards to other things we have also seen the similar similar uh, things with our country also where suppose where judicial activism did overstep its boundary right so let me stop you right there since you are going on a very high level so let me bring you to sub ground level or ground okay. level okay let's focus on pennsylvania so okay. i'll for the viewers and listeners i'll just rather let's just not the pennsylvania uh, situation but just you know let's you. let's actually consider all like four five states or maybe around six states where agreed agreed so there are uh, so for the viewers uh, who are uh, tuning in so basically in relation to this year's us elections there were four five different states right with the states of nevada arizona pennsylvania and georgia there's also a couple of states like alaska and new orleans as well where um there's been some issues raised when i say issues i don't mean issues with the election there have been issues ranging from missing ballots to ballots with defects that have been filed and also uh, things in relation to count counting for example we are shooting this episode as on 9th november and the counts for the state of alaska has reached only i believe uh, 50% of the total counts of the votes that have been put in right yeah so i think another thing that has come so, up is the email thing when you started with pennsylvania that's what i email mail 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 in votes mail in votes yeah i'm right. so sorry yeah mail in votes right. email is something that is a mail that is distributed within a company or an organization okay more you know so yeah uh, moving forward so what i was saying so i would mostly want to focus on the state of pennsylvania for only one reason primarily because uh, prior to the election in september the state of pennsylvania the supreme court rather of the pennsylvanian state uh, passed a judgment in which in consideration of covid or not they stated that although the end of ballot date which is basically the last date for putting in your ballots whether in person or through mail in votes was basically 3rd of november now due to covid the ballots basically either came in late or you know where uh, basically filled in late mm. correct due to which they reached after the 3rd november deadline yeah. now this uh, state basically has a rule wherein all ballots which come in after the electoral date which is 3rd november in this case would not be counted yeah. now taking into account covid the court passed a ruling which essentially states that any ballots which come over mail that is stamped with a november 3rd date or earlier but in this case focusing on november 3rd date arriving till 6th of november 2020 would be taken into consideration for counting the ballots now the republican party so as you know in america follows a bipartisan system where there have two major parties major political parties one is the republican party one is the democratic party so trump is the candidate for the republican party for this year's election and joe biden is the candidate for the uh, democratic party for this year's election right now uh, the problem with the state of pennsylvania was that they made this order which basically allowed counting of ballots which arrived after 3rd of november till 6th november but that was stamped that it was posted on 3rd of november right so that has been challenged by the republican party lawyers before the uh, us supreme us supreme court right the basically the federal court is yeah. right so those are still pending adjudication if i'm not too wrong but despite that the state of pennsylvania has gone in favor of joe biden right which essentially was the turning point I which allowed him to become president like so i think that's actually because like 
the contested votes per se that are being uh, the votes that are being contested would essentially not make a difference correct so see why it wouldn't make a difference is because essentially what the republican uh, party lawyers have done is that they have stated that those votes should not be counted yeah now if they lose right the votes get counted yeah essentially yeah right in a state in which biden has already got a lead if not one correct if they win they do not get counted in a state which biden has in one so it's a frivolous suit but there is a very important point to it the very important point in this is the court has basically opined that in relation to election law right wherein in the ordinary course of things in the united states not only the state legislature but also the state supreme court the governor also has power to modify and you know enact certain laws in relation to elections which may be beneficial for the uh, voters correct correct me again if i'm wrong but uh, so far what i have read about is basically that the word legislative and legislature is actually which is in question and uh, the conservative side of judges are actually saying that so that should be taken up basically correct. in a literal sense correct not only literal so literal would uh, literally if you interpret the word legislature that would essentially entail uh, you considering the fact that uh, you know it is a valid law making process does exactly. not matter which wing it is coming out of exactly. be it the legislature be it the uh, the judiciary system or even the the elected authorities from exactly. the state right so we then What, face issues but, i guess yeah so basically issue that is there is the court has opined that it has gone through a more hyper realistic interpretation of the word legislature wherein they said that no only the state legislature has the power to amend or modify vote law, voting laws or electoral laws basically right now where is the issue in this the issue in this is out of the 50 or the states in the united nation the united states of america there's basically majority of them are republican states now if the state elect legislatures are only allowed to rule on it there's an issue the issue i'll put it to you in a very simple way in the context of india for example and humor me on this right because yeah. india does not have a very um apologies for the new uh, sounds it's a lift somebody's going up and down and no cuts so yeah also in, on that note can i get some water get me some water yeah sure okay. so yeah uh coming back so as i was mentioning uh the putting it in more context of terms that you may understand if we relate to india for example right so he and human beings this because india does not have a federal system much like that of the united exactly. states right unitary bias like correct that. correct so now if in the context of india if we look at it so what happens is let's consider a state right each state is ruled by a one majority party hmm. correct now that state's majority party essentially gets to decide on the legislature of exactly. that particular state exactly correct in bengal for example we have the trinamool congress in maharashtra we have the shiv sena in delhi we have the aam aadmi party we have bjd in odisha we have bjd in odisha right so they get to decide on the people sitting in the legislature exactly now if you give the legislature the ultimate control over all electorate laws what happens is there is a indirect manipulation of the elections 
So we see problems, I guess, with regards to what we call gerrymandering. Correct. There would be issues with gerrymandering. There would be mandates in relation to voter IDs for election. Exactly. For example, if you're an interstate migrant, they may not allow you to basically vote in a different state's election. Exactly. Something I think which has come up in the Nevada state of Nevada that there are around 1,200 votes that has been contested. 3,000 out of state voters. That's so it. yeah. So there are. Three, but I think Biden is at a 22,000 lead there. It does not matter. But again, <laughs> uh, that does not matter. But again, at the same time, if the laws are made in such a way that it favors the Republican Party, right? Exactly. This will essentially defeat the purpose of having a bipartisan electric system because essentially you're favoring one party by all different means and measures, right? So yeah, yeah, you can just leave. So what's your thoughts on that? So essentially what I think, let, before we go into that, let's explain the audience what as to what gerrymandering is and how it can really affect an election. So essentially Just say... Very uh, simple picture. Okay, let's... Because I know you... I'll, I'll try my best. I'll try my best. So trying to explain it to a five-year-old, as you would say, uh, it would be... So we have, say, two colonies. And say they are voting for any position there's a position open for say a colony president or something of that sort and they're going to vote now if you segregate the voters in such a way that the vote you make vote banks out of it essentially mm -hmm. so in india it is happening in the form of vote banks where we see vote bank politics we need muslim vote banks hindu vote banks this that a lot of it a lot of fault lines that are being you know like kind of uh, egged on to win elections essentially and it's a similar pattern that we see even with the US election if you're trying to essentially say we know that there is a portion of people which is within the state of Nevada and it is say uh, sort of Republican and considering that in Nevada say I know that I will, uh, being a Democrat, I am going to win and I'm being a Republican, I'm not going to win. If the picture is very clear to me, then I can try and get that into a separate state which is Democratic heavy. So that way what happens that they get more votes in the other year and uh, that essentially is not illegal, it's on a very grey area, area, it's a very shady area that way. So as to deciding what the geographical areas are with regards to who can vote in those geographical areas based on so that, statistics so basically. Essentially my point so that would defeat having more than one party. So essentially you're manipulating geographical boundaries, laws to benefit your party. Exactly. This is the Republican party. But having said that, this year's election was a nice win, I would say. I would yeah. say it was a massive win. It was very yeah. close, right? Yeah. Much like the 2000 election between George Bush and Al. So similar problems did come up uh, during the 2000 Sorry. election. If we like, with regards to the Florida uh, state, I guess. Right. That 2000. Yeah. So in the year 2000, if I may. Uh, if I, as much as I remember, is like George it was Al Gore and yeah, George, Gore, Bush. George Bush. George Bush was won by a very small, very small right. margin, and that happened because of the uh, Florida votes being recounted or something of that sort. So that's what I was saying. So in this context, although you know this is elections been settled and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris has been uh, chosen as the uh, uh, president and the vice president elect. This change in the law in relation to the legislature, right, this hyper-realistic interpretation of the word legislature, I personally feel and I, and I not only hope, I know you'll agree with me, 
will cause a lot of problems in relation to US elections in the near future. Exactly. So that is what we are having. Uh, so it was a very smart move, I guess, from the Republican Party that right before the elections, they did appoint. There were a lot of new appointments into the Supreme Court in the last two years, I would say. Yeah. And that is a very... Uh, Politically, it's a smart move, but of course, like, I don't think that is, uh, that hurts democracy deeply, I believe. But because, see, you know, uh, which so direction things... That is the entire thing, like, right now, uh, Mr. Biden will have a huge onus on himself to save a democracy, I believe. Because for the last five years, uh, America hasn't really enjoyed uh, that entire... You know, so let's see. Yeah, let's see. They haven't really let's enjoyed it. It's a new term for Biden. Uh, probably next week he's going to announce a new task force for COVID. Uh, let's see. probably not probably rather it will be a better situation than with Trump. But let's see. I'm hoping we'll not have meme wars <laughs> as much. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. So yeah, moving on to essentially our next segment, which we wanted to talk about, and this is more of a follow-up to our previous episode. Where you know you and I talked about the COVID vaccines and the situation. So as of shooting this today on 9 November, so we have a new vaccine or a new development in the existing vaccine. So this drug company, you know, Pfizer, right? So this was uh, I don't know why the name <laughs> Pfizer sounds so funny. To no, me. it's not. It just reminds me of the seven thousand. You know, I'm just. <laughs> sensitive right? um, so yeah Pfizer <clears throat> so the thing that is there with Pfizer the new development and you know everybody should know of this is uh, Pfizer has made an announcement today on 9th November when they have stated that the vaccine that they were working on has proved to be a little more than 90% effective in its phase 3 clinical trials right so now they are rounding it up to 90% overall but they have stated that had the trials or rather if they continue with the trials further they'll reach a more than 90% efficacy of okay. the vaccine so now, that solves one of the issues that we brought up last sorry, time that sorry. they have solved that part where uh, even without long term per se trials they have achieved that level of efficacy no <laughs> I'll tell you why Okay. So see, uh, recounting the words of Dr. Anthony Fauci. I love him. Yeah. So, he stated, it's not the objective to have the first vaccine, it is the objective to have the most effective vaccine. Pfizer has achieved the most effective vaccine. But, but, coming to your point again, the Pfizer vaccine is a mRNA vaccine. mRNA vaccines are a very new age technology. Right. So we, again, coming to your point from last episode, we do not have sufficient data. Infrastructure. Not only infrastructure, we do not have sufficient data to predict the long-term effects of this vaccine. Absolutely. Right. In initial clinical trials. So that is something that is still in question, right? Correct. Okay. In initial clinical trials, Pfizer has done with, I believe, 94-odd COVID-positive patients. And in phase 3, they've considered 164 uh, test subjects right for the vaccine now they've achieved these results in a clinical setting right now you see clinical setting is one thing out and about in the real world right of different climates of different kinds of people of their race ethnicity gender the kind of medications they are taking Correct. it might be very varied medication so they Correct. have to understand they might it might create complications say with say some sort of a diabetic patient Correct. it might have those effects Correct. so see 
they may have taken those factors into account they might not have considering the present time current situations right and i was also reading up that they have stated that this vaccine is going to be primarily for those who have not had covid yet yeah right hmm. another challenge to this and this is more from the indian scenario which is essentially this mrna vaccine is required to be maintained in a cold chain of minus 80 to minus 90 degrees there we are not going to get cured indians we are done so india probably die of this disease or something so india again we do not have the infrastructure that is something i have like harped upon india i cannot harp upon it anymore have the necessary infrastructure to maintain a cold chain of minus 80 to minus 90 correct so this i was reading up i believe a few weeks back the chairman of the md of balcon was mentioning that india doesn't have the infrastructure right to maintain this temperature in the cold chain for long period however time. on that note i read up on a very interesting piece of news that yeah, i i s c is coming up and there's a startup there a bangalore based startup which is uh, in an institute of uh, please help me out here i i s c bangalore what's was it satyate yeah anyway So IIC Bangalore. Yeah. So IIC Bangalore. Uh, there's a startup there who have come up with this sort of a vaccine, which would actually be viable for India because it can be stored at around 30 to 40 degree, I mean 30 degree Celsius. So that is now still again we have all those phases left. We have a long time to achieve that. So for now, the only hope that we see is like this vaccine, which is ensuring or. per se guaranteeing that yes we are 90% sure that this is going to work however i believe that another problem that we mentioned previously is with regards to prices is regards to how governments are going to get hand uh, you know like kind of get this technology or so this see, sort of vaccine the ball has already started rolling in that angle because the ceo pfizer was mentioning that you know they are not in a position to mention who would be getting the vaccines first right the highest bid <laughs> but again uh india i believe was i was reading this article a few days back where it was mentioning that for people to get a vaccine they would have to produce their uh, id card right to ensure that the vaccine dosage or the vaccine subjects are in more controlled and you know they know who's received the vaccine who hasn't probably is going to be some aadhar authentication which is it's like nrc all over again <laughs> probably probably and it raises a point of you know anonymity and privacy of medical data and whatever and what not right exactly so that is something we'll be covering in our next episode that's with also regards to the elections i think we forgot to mention yeah, voter registration you know, like, and anonymity is a huge problem right. that i think raised even with the election right. we will so we'll definitely cover we'll it pick it up in our next episode next episode but uh, for this one what i wanted to mention is so see movement is there although grassroots movements is there to you know, acquire the vaccine and give it to the necessary people and now pfizer has you know come up with their own let's say effective vaccine right but again considering your point and i believe you were mentioning to me about something pfizer's cancer vaccine which was <laughs> yeah, like huge huge cure yeah like 7000 uh, times price hike was like they were selling at 7000 times the cost price of that right. particular product right now uh, th- that is the thing you know like if uh, something of this sort like the vaccine is in the hands of crony capitalists is going to be a huge problem because something that you harped upon last time is that uh, subsidies people will have a problem affording the vaccine 
in India, for that's for sure. And now if Pfizer decides that no, I'm going to sell the vaccine at a very marked up, hyped up price because I can, it's going to be a huge problem because I don't know how much Indian government would be able to actually subsidize on those prices. So, so yeah. yeah. So in closing, essentially, I will reiterate my previous point once again. Governments need to step in. They need to ensure they take an approach where. The vaccines reach the masses because Pfizer has protected that around the end of 2021, around 1.3 or 1.4 billion doses would be manufactured, and out of which, essentially, uh, if I'm not wrong, two doses need to be taken with a 21-day gap in between the both of them, right? So, yeah. if I account for 1.4 billion doses, for example, that's only 700 million people getting the vaccine out of a world population of around 9 billion, if I'm not wrong, wherever we are nearing. No, we are not there yet. Not there. So let's say seven, around seven billion. Seven billion, right? That's ten percent of the entire world population getting the vaccine by next year's end, and that too for those countries which support a eighty to ninety degree minus minus eighty to ninety like cold chain. So it's essentially like the. So yeah, so, the rich is gonna survive. <laughs> so essentially, my point again is, governments need to step in. They need to get. figure out whether it be through compulsory licensing subsidies free distribution get the vaccine out to the masses get more manufacturers involved for this vaccine right if possible locally in india since it has such a high efficacy and help out the common good of humanity let's say in the long yeah term. so that is what maybe we started new capitalism it You know, like the government should actually look into that and make sure that Pfizer or any other company which is actually coming up with such effective vaccines should, you know, have a part of it being completely delivered at a very convenient, uh, you know, rate or at a very convenient manner for that matter. So essentially, neo Trump supporter no. supports the pros. Yeah. But disagrees with the cons. If he says no to this, he's a Trump supporter. No, I'm not. I'm not. With that, I'm thank not. you for joining. I don't grab anything. Plus, only thing I grab is a cup of coffee. He says it. You believe it or not? It's up to you. I'm grabbing it right now. Thanks for joining. So we hope you you liked our uh, recent episode that we have come up with, and we hope that you're liking the content. Please do give your feedbacks. Comment, like, share if you like it, and uh, and Vivek Da wants to perhaps insinuate something which I'm not getting. Thanks for joining. Yes, bye definitely. Bye. Thanks for joining us.